Welcome to the Gab and Jules show. Merry Christmas to all of you watching, listening. No Gab today because he's on holidays. So Doug Hutchinson hey, is with me. Hey, Jules, man. I've got to say before we start, yeah. this is the best you've ever looked. Ah, oh, thank you. You look amazing. Thank Suit you. Suit you, fit thank you. Thank you so much. For the people who can't see who are not watching the TV show, uh, this is like a Newcastle uh, zipper top yeah. Don had in his, uh, in his collection that he's lending me for this show today. Vintage. To wear vintage because we're going to talk about Newcastle, yes. of course. We're going to talk about Arsenal and the Premier League restarting. We've got a few transfer bids, Cody Gabco. Of course, at Liverpool, the big news. But we felt, Don, that we had to start with Newcastle because they were impressive in their win against Leicester on Boxing yeah. Day because they're second in the table while before City play where Leeds on Wednesday night. And because they've just been one of the stories of this season. Unreal, Jules. I mean, I said in comms yesterday, I commentated on the game and I said, it's almost when you watch Newcastle, they're the perfect team. And what I meant by that was goalkeeper, very, very good, Nick yeah. Pope. You look at the giants that they've got at the back. Botman's absolutely rapid. No one beats Dan, Burr, yeah. uh, Dan Byrne. Uh, Trippier, what a signing. Uh, then you go into midfield and Bruno Gimresh. So they don't concede any goals. Yeah. You can't score against them from set plays. Offensively, they score goals. Joe Linton got a goal from a corner. This is without Wilson, without Isak. Yeah. Chris Wood doing a good job. Almiron's playing at the top of his game. People like Joe Willock are the same. So you watch them and they're so confident, Jules. They've just gone six wins on the spin in the Premier League. I mean, they're flying. It's so good. It's so good. So now we said the second, uh, because City still have to play against Leeds and they have a game in hand anyway. On them, same with Arsenal. But they've only lost one game, which was that defeat. Remember Liverpool? Liverpool last second? Like, yeah, 99th minute or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they conceded. They they drawn six. Maybe some of those games could have been wins. Yeah. Some of them have lost a couple as well. But they win, they, the, the win ratio. The form side. is incredible. I mean, one loss and 16. What, what do you think, why is Eddie Howe's done the best? So he took charge almost a year ago, a little bit yeah. more than a year ago, when they were bottom of the table. Which I said last season, he should have got manager of the season, in my opinion, yeah. Yeah. for a manager in the bottom three to take them where they were. I think it's a lot of work on the training ground, improving some good players, like I mentioned, Joe Willock and Almiron, yeah. Joe Linton, yeah. etc. Yeah. Guys that weren't particularly in good form. So the work that Eddie Howe's done mentally to, to, to tell them that they're top professionals and, and fantastic footballers. Then the signings that have been made. I mean, I love the signing of Kieran Tripper because when they signed him, Jules, the rumours were that there was going to be a, a release clause in there if Newcastle got relegated. Yeah. He said no. He said, I don't want that clause. Many players would have that in yeah, their contract. He said, right. no, he went, I'm here for the fight. And I think that's what set the tone. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, Botman's linked with AC Milan and he wanted to go and play under Maldini. Newcastle got him. So the calibre of player that Newcastle are bringing in yeah, is exceptional. Sure. You know, many big teams across Europe would want some of their players. Yeah. Then the confidence, then Bruno Gimaresh. I still don't know how we've got him, by the way. I know, but man. what a player. I know. And then on Tyneside... You know, St. James's Park is rocking. It's a great city. I'm from Newcastle, yeah, so yeah. it's a great city to live in anyway. But when the football's flying, there's no better city than Newcastle. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yesterday was a wear Leicester, but yeah. you feel it. You feel it. I went to, I can't remember what home game I did this season in the Premier League, and it was incredible. And you could feel the buzz. And Leeds up next. Leeds up next, which is going to be special. Yeah. And I mean, of course, I did a radio show in France yesterday, and the guy who was with me is a former French international. And he said, like, do you think Newcastle can actually... I in the title race. Yeah. And I was like, well, technically they are, of course they yeah. are. Even if there's a bit of a gap with Arsenal and the City there and blah, blah, blah. But league, of course they are. They can't, can they? Well, I still don't think Leicester won the league 
in 2015 when they actually won it. I still think so, I still think someone's going to catch them, and they never did. It was like every week that like, Leicester can't win the league. January, Leicester can't win. February, they can't. Then all of a sudden they've done it. They have got momentum. I mean, it's hard to look past City in the way Arsenal are playing. Yeah. But when you're a team like Newcastle and you're you're playing from week to week and you're winning games every single week and you're yeah. hard to beat and the stats are there, as we've just said, one loss in 16 yeah. against Liverpool with the last kick of the game. Yeah, yeah. You know, they are there. They are title contenders. Whether they stay there is another matter. What they do in January, I think will be interesting. Yeah. Um, so while they're in it and while they're sitting in the top four and while they're second, of course they're in it. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you. There's a big game at Arsenal coming up yes. next week. Yeah, uh, this is that'll be the test. Yeah, that would be a big test. You're right, but let's not forget no European competitions come yeah. in February, for example, when yeah. City and Arsenal will play Champions League, Europa League, all of that. What do you think? What What would be a good January month in terms of transfers, or would you keep the squad the same? For well, I mean, it's a difficult one um, because if you're Eddie Howe, of course you're going to get linked with top players. I think I think what Eddie Howe wants to do, Jules, I think he wants to look across. Europe and bring young yeah. players in. Uh, there's rumours of Eddie Howe looking at one or two Brazilian players, yeah. young lads. Absolutely, so that yeah. might be the way to go. Invest in a little bit of youth because yeah. it's actually quite a difficult job. If you're in Eddie Howe's shoes now and you're flying and you're sitting second in the in the league, your football is really, really good. How do you improve that without, you know, losing a little bit of harmony? Yeah. You know, it's a, yeah, it's, right. a, it's, a, it's a balancing act, isn't it? If you've got mm. Almiron who's playing the best football he's played in years, then all of a sudden you, you bring someone into playing his position that's going to knock his confidence. Yes, yeah, really. And yeah. likewise, right throughout the side. So it, I don't think you'll do too much at the start in 11. It might be a squad thing. Yeah, and you don't want to like unbalance the dressing yes. room either. It looked like everybody's pretty exactly. happy the way it is now and it's working well. Let's not forget that Bruno was injured for six weeks or something. Yeah. That's a maximum has missed most of, most of that first half of the season as well. Yeah. So now that Bruno Guimaraes is back and we'll talk about, it, about him a bit more on the podcast and same with, same with Amiron, you would have never thought that at the start of the season, even with the momentum from last no. season, that we would be at Christmas, uh, just after Christmas yeah. and Boxing Day, talking about them right no, now. No, no. Someone said to me at the start of the season, being a Newcastle fan, what would you take? And I said, top 10, but I meant sort of 8th, 9th, 10th, and to go deep into a cup competition. That's still yeah. the dream yeah, for yeah, Newcastle yeah, yeah, fans. Yeah, for sure. To try and go deep into an FA Cup, go as far as you can, maybe try and get to a semi or a final and win it, because that's what Newcastle need now. The fans yeah. need a trophy. Um, but to be sitting second... It's I mean, crazy, if they man. got if they got Champions League football at the end of the season, yeah. he should get manager of yeah, the year. Definitely. He should have got it last year. But I mean, what a turnaround, Incredible. what a season. They've just got to hang in there. You know, I saw them against City. That's, that was it, ah, that 3-3. Yeah. Three, 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 three. Where I was like, okay, wow. I was so impressed by the energy, yeah. the intensity. They matched City everywhere on the pitch. It was one of the best games of the season. But I did think, okay, they, might be, they, they were able to play like that on that game. Yeah, yeah. And because they just did everything perfect, but they can't, they can't keep it up like that. They, they can't have that consistency of playing that kind of level all the yeah. time. The game at Liverpool was a little bit different because if you remember, Isak scores first, and then it looked like they dropped a bit too deep, and yeah. they were inviting the pressure anyway. But man, when I see them at Leicester, and Leicester were not were not very good, no. and I think they could be in trouble. But the way they like started the game on the front foot, and like you said, everything they won every challenges, yeah. every ball. But they knew like every time they had the ball in wherever the ball was, they knew exactly what to do, what the patterns of play was, yeah. where to move the ball. 
it was just so like like a city team or like a national team yeah. of this season in a, in a different way yeah Giants at the back yeah Botman's rapid Bruno Gimresh I still don't know how we got him Jules because he's an unbelievable player but you're right the patterns of play the football that they play the confidence that they've got it's something that you can't measure we've got all the analysis yeah. these days and we can look at the data you can't measure momentum and confidence and no, that's what they've right. got on top of all the ability this is where Isaac didn't play Chris Wood played as a number nine no yeah. Wilson but Eddie Howe's done a lot of work behind the scenes, scenes improving the players, working on the grass of the patterns of play, what they need defensively, where they should be. Yeah. Um, and you're looking at a side who's flying. I mean, mm. six wins on the spin. They're That's beating crazy. everyone. They've got Leeds up next to St. Yeah. James's. That'll be a brilliant yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Arsenal, as you said, will be the big test. That'll be the barometer yeah. where you go. Because anyone can get off for a City game. Because as pros, you get a Liverpool, you get a Man City, you go, right, the adrenaline's there, you yeah, get off for this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. It's then how do you replicate that in the weeks after when you're home and away? So the next immediate test is St. James's Park, beat Leeds. Then you go into the Arsenal game and go, right, that's the test. Yeah. If they can take something off Arsenal, then you go, they've got to be contenders for something. Yeah, whether definitely. it's top four, whether it's a title, yeah. whether it's a trophy, they're in there. You're right. So, so to go back on that confidence point, we see with Almiron, because we have to mention him now in, into more details in the sense that he scored like 18-8 or 99, yeah. something like scored that. Scored something like two, I think, in 50 games previously. Incredible. So he, this was a very good player in MLS before yeah. uh, with Atlanta. With a big move to Europe when he was still quite young mm -hmm. and a manager, you know, let's not criticize anyone here, but maybe not as good or maybe no. don't have the same skills that yeah. Eddie have for sure. Too pragmatic, some of the managers. Maybe, yeah, yeah. And, and Almiron struggled up to like this yeah. season, really. Yeah. What, well, like, how can you, how, from you as a former player, how do you see that kind of evolution? Do you know, you, you, you need a bit of fortune when you're a player and you sign for a manager. And you need fortune in terms of the manager can sell you the dream. The manager can tell you what they want, but it's, yeah. a it's a different story once you get through the door. And someone like Steve Bruce is a very, very good manager, but he's very pragmatic. Yeah. And he would have, and he did, he want Almiron to do a lot of work back the way. Yeah. So maybe in terms of a winger, especially, I think we saw it with Pepe when he signed for Arsenal very early on. Pepe was playing 56 yards away from goal, doing a lot of defensive work. So by the time he got up the pitch, he was absolutely shattered. Yeah. Almiron was the same, doing a lot of work defensively, then yeah. trying to to try and use your skills at the top end of the pitch in the Premier League against really good fullbacks is difficult. So now he's got a manager in Eddie Howe that says, right, no, we're going to get you on the front foot. I want your position and your average position to be higher up the pitch. I want you fresh for 1v1s. That's what we want. Yeah. That's the positions we need you in. We've got Kieran Trippier behind you. Leave him. Yeah. And Trippier is also saying as well, don't come back here. Like, stay up. Like, I'll do all the defensive yeah. work. So you need you need partnerships and you need a manager that's, that's good for you as an individual. And then you need the players on the pitch to back you. So Almiron's a great example. If you're Kieran Trippier, let him fly. And the let goal, him fly. The goal against Leicester. So he comes back inside. Oh, and I want to with Bruno, which we've seen them doing before, which they're understanding. I mean, they're, yeah. they're players that would speak the same football anyway. Yeah. You know, that's the I'd love I'd love to I'd love to have done some analysis, you know. I said it yesterday on comms doing the game. I'd love to do some analysis on the pass that Bruno made on how many Leicester players he took out with yeah, one more. It must be three or four, man. More. I, I reckon it was about Do six of them. Like the way to pass. Oh, it was just perfect. It was just, and it was, and, and the best thing about it is he didn't try to overcomplicate it, Bruno. No. Didn't try a fancy flick or a little sort of Rabona. He just put the right weight yeah. on the pass to take four or five players completely out of the equation. But you knew that they were going to do that. And like, I'm, I'm like, if you're a Leicester defender, once that ball leaves Almiron's foot for the one, the two is going to always come Track back. Him. And yet he's, it's to perfection, yeah. really. Because if you foul him, it's a pen, yeah. probably a red. 
And then maybe Luke you know, Thomas, you a young fullback, didn't yeah, do his homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it you should like do. It. It's quite basic. I'm a bit surprised, to be fair, that Castain didn't play on that side. Maybe I know he's right-footed. Yeah. But just for the experience against Almiron on yeah. fire, like maybe the best one, one of the best players in the Premier League right now. Definitely. And then he, he ate him alive. Really. And then and then you know if you're Newcastle and the travelling fans. And you start well and Joe Linton gets the penalty after yeah. 90 seconds. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, Almiron scores. You're 2-0 up away from home. That sticks Lester on the back foot and it gives Newcastle so much more confidence. I know. I know. Like they That's need crazy. it. Just a word on Bruno. For you as a former midfielder as well, you said you don't know how you got him. I remember when um, when there were talks about him and, and, and I, I think I said before on the show, what last January, what Newcastle did, which was, I think, very clever. It's like, Imagine a, a big fishing net yeah. that you throw into the water with a lot of really good players in it, yeah. but you don't know what you can get. You might not get any of them. <laughs> and then you bring the fishing net back to the boat yeah. and then, oh, there's a Bruno Gimashi <laughs> because you don't open the door because I think they, they needed the money. Yeah. I think he wanted a new challenge. And you think like, wow, okay. And I, I remember tweeting the time, Newcastle fans, you don't realize what no. a gem you are, you're signing right now. Definitely. And he was a game changer. And when we look at the reasons why Newcastle are where they are now, for me, Bruno is a is a big reason. huge. Yeah, it, it, Newcastle wouldn't be in second position without Bruno. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think if you remember, Jules, when he came into Newcastle, I think Eddie Howe had to do a lot of man management. Obviously, didn't speak yeah. any English. He had to take his time. I think when he didn't first come in, yeah, didn't yeah. start for ages. Got five minutes mm. at the end. Got two minutes. Newcastle fans love him and sort of idolise him and wanted him to play more. And Eddie was like, "No, take your time. Yeah. Like, he's going to need a little. Can't just come." Right. And, right. and he took a good feels like a good month or two. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then now you've seen it and you're going, my God, like this this guy is midfield players go, what he does. It's like he's close to a hundred million pound player. Yeah, man. Like he's that Easily. influential. Easily. Easily. That was for me a bargain and like one of the reasons why Newcastle are up here. So we talked about the next games, Leeds at home, Arsenal away, of course, then there will be all the bigger tests, City, yeah. Liverpool, etc. etc. No European competition. How do you see now Newcastle between now, so December yeah. 27th, yeah. and and the end of the season. I mean, end of the season is a little bit too far to try and see where they're going to finish. But in the immediate, where we are now, I can't see too much change. Yeah. Leeds up next, it's St. James's, so that'll be rocking. Leeds fans will bring their three or four or 5,000 fans, so that'll be brilliant. Uh, Newcastle will be full of colour, full of noise, full of enthusiasm. The team are flying, so I expect Newcastle to win, which is a great thing to have, because not all teams in the Premier League, you go, yeah. I fancy them you know, for sure. Definitely. So St. James's Park, I see another three points on the board. That keeps them in second or third. And then you go into the Arsenal game. That's the acid test. Yeah. You know, if you can take something off Arsenal, beat them, draw, whatever. You'd be happy with the draw away Arsenal, right? Definitely. Yeah. Take the draw now. You, yeah. you, I think as a Newcastle fan, player, Eddie Howe, if you had a little block of fixtures of two and you said, we take four points from the six, beat yeah. Leeds, draw at Arsenal, you take, take it and that. say, right, let's move on. So that would four points would keep Newcastle in the top four. Yeah. It would keep them close to Tottenham, closer to, to Man City, yeah. depending on their run. Uh, and then it keeps you in the window. That'll be interesting to see what they do, if yeah. they do anything. And then you go, right, like before you know it, it's, it's the end of Jan into Feb. Title race is, is on. How do you do not to get this dressing room too carried away? Or even the fans? Because... I would let the you fans get carried away. I would, fans, let, so I would they let them be as well. I would let them get carried away. Newcastle fans have been pessimistic for like <laughs> no, we have. We've been ten years. We had Mike Ashley, the chairman, the owner, saying we we're not interested in in anything apart from fourth bottom. 
We don't, we don't want to win a we don't want to win a trophy. Yeah. We're not interested. Sacrifice the trophies. We don't want them. Fans don't want to hear that. No, Dress rooms sure. don't want to hear that. Yeah, yeah. So let the Newcastle fans get carried away because that guarantees a brilliant atmosphere, yeah, which players we feed off. So let the home fans, let the away fans get carried away, and then let's see where they finish and let's see what they can do in Jan. Yeah, I mean it's a very Exciting time if you're in Newcastle. Definitely. Like, oh, when man, was the last so. time Newcastle went second? It was like Kevin Keegan era. Yeah, 20 years ago, yeah. I think. I read just now, 21 years yeah. ago or something. Like. Or Sir Bobby Robson maybe had them maybe second. For, yeah. yeah, but yeah. incredible, man. So I wish you all the good luck for 20. And you look amazing in this Newcastle oh, track, by the way. I know, man. I'm loving it. Absolutely <laughs> great. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Gab. Just go to Indeed.com slash Gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Gab. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right, enough Newcastle done. What about some quick hits? Yeah, let's do it. Arsenal turned things around against West Ham with an impressive second half performance to continue the excellent season, Don. Unbelievable season. Do you know when you look look in the Premier League duels over the years and you go, right, Man City, Liverpool over the years and you go, they'll win. Yeah. I'm getting that feeling out of Arsenal. Yeah, I had that When I watch time, Arsenal... I thought they would come back, yeah. I just think... Every game they play, the majority of the games they play, I think Arsenal win this, Arsenal yeah. win this. They are so impressive, Jules. They're, They're flying, aren't they? Man, yeah, what was it they... like yesterday? Was it atmospheric? To be fair, the place was buzzing. Arsene Wenger was there for the first time. He was coming was back nice. for, for a game, which was which was really nice. And then it felt exactly what you said in the in the stands. It felt like, even in the press box... Was there no panic? People, no. People knew. I mean, they booed at halftime because there was the penalty, it was turnover, which was yeah, the yeah. right call, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Um, but... But yeah, it was just like, oh, okay, we're going to create more in the second half. I think they took a bit of time to find the rhythm again, Yeah, obviously, after the break. But I just thought that second half, man, the, the, the way they moved goal. the ball, Odegaard was outstanding. He is some player. We he? talked about Bruno before, yeah, but yeah, Odegaard yeah. in a different style. Just everything, the weight, every pass between the lines, the intelligence, the awareness. Captain. Just, yeah, like captain. a young captain, like what a leader in the his own way. And even Enkidia scoring, you know, he, he forced, there was a couple of times where he forced it a little bit and yeah. you, you knew you, you could tell he wanted really to score. Yeah, yeah. And then he even got Gordon, I'm just like, wow, okay, this, no, they're good, man. Yeah. They're good. But West Ham weren't good. Are you worried about them? Only four wins this season? <sighs> I am a bit done, I have to say. It felt to me that there's a kind of crisis of identity. Yes. Some of those players want to keep playing long, what brought them success before. Yeah. And others, like I looked at Paqueta yesterday, man, I was like, ah, he's signed for the wrong team. If they keep playing like that, Do you know I what? felt for him, man. Do you know what? Watching the game, I actually thought exactly the same thing. Oh, I thought, man. pragmatic manager David Moyes, he's got all this talent to work with. I don't understand. He will not play Skamaka and Antonio in the same eleven. I know he's not fit at the moment, but he won't. That's a bugbear of West Ham fans. Yeah. Got Lanzini, got Bowen. I know, man. Got all these brilliant Rama players. Is a good player, but I promise you sometimes, Fabian, see if we get the ball 
And some, some of the boys didn't even want him to play short. Oh, you know, they were built from, they just like, they were expecting the long ball, hoofing it on Antonio. Yeah. And like, and some, and Paqueta was like, should we? Okay. Yeah. And then the ball would go again. And I'm but like, they won't go down. No, I think there's worse team than them. Yeah. But they just, for me, I was watching yesterday, they should do better than what they're doing. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Liverpool, we start with a win at Aston Villa with some really good moments done and yeah. some a bit more shaky, to be fair. Yeah, defensively still not sound. Yeah. Um, the amount of chances that they give up. Yeah. Um, Going forward, though, I mean, Darwin Nunez is a mystery. I mean, they love him. Oh, I mean, he's, an, he's, a, he's a little bit of a cult hero there. They call him, they call him chaos. I know. The Liverpool fans, because they you love him. You just never know what's going to happen with him. But you know what? Listening to the, to, to, the, to the match yesterday and watching the match yesterday, listen to Andy Townsend, who was on comms, yeah. and he gave him man of the match. And I understood exactly why he gave him man yeah. of the match. And he said, he said, you'll forgive someone like Nunez because he works so hard yeah. because he tries so hard he never lets his head go down he does the most unorthodox things the volley that he tried to take out the clouds oh, was man. the completely the wrong skill <laughs> like just bring it down and slot it in it's like his it's like his mind's racing yeah. it's like once he settles Jules he'll be a young. player you know what I mean I yeah. think he's still young can you imagine well. like when you first come to this country like you're 22, 23 yeah, you completely. can't speak no English whatsoever you know, Erlen Haaland has been brought in down the road and he's like a superstar banging yeah, in goals yeah. you're playing catch up you get sent off on your debut yeah. knocks you back for three games yeah. he just needs to find a little bit of calm but he won't because he's, he's chaos but, but this is this is Liverpool team for you as well you know yeah. it's just all, everything is just to be hectic and you Salah know. just keeps on going doesn't he oh my god like one of but the most what about that trend, trend outside of the right football and he, can't, and he, and he gets he, and he can't get an England side just for that I'm just like the guy's a genius like Graham. I don't even I don't know where the debate is do you know what I mean yeah I know it's just it's a non-starter, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And they've got a new player on the books coming. Yeah, Cody Gabko. This is the big news, obviously, breaking on on uh, on Monday night from Liverpool up to fifty million pounds. Yeah, thirty-seven with, down. I yeah, think. Yeah, with the uh, with all the add-ons. I'm a big fan. I have to say, yeah. even if he's twenty-three, so he's not like that kind of young, you know, super talented kid coming through. I think he's had experience at PSV. Maybe it took him a bit of time to get to his kind of best level there, but we yeah. saw the World Cup where he could do. I'm just very excited to see where they're going to play him to yeah. start with. The only thing I would say, done yeah. about the Gabco deal, is I would have spent that money on a midfielder. And maybe maybe that, maybe that they keep the money for Bellingham in the summer, which yeah. is fine, no problem. I hope they get him if that's the Same. case. But right now, I would think, even with the Luis Diaz setback, injury yeah. setback. That's why I think they've signed him. Okay. Because he's done his lateral collateral ligament, which is a bad injury, Luis yeah, Diaz. Yeah, it is true. So you've true. got that You've got that place on the left-hand side where, all right, Darwin Nunez can play there. Yeah. But I think Liverpool's policy over the years, Jules, has been very impressive. And if you go back to people like Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, Firmino, Jota, yeah, yeah. Nunez, now Gakpo, all under the age of 25 when they signed. So the policy's there. No, I so I suspect Firmino is going to leave now. They're not going to give That's him what I mean. Deal, so right? you so you could allow but, maybe Firmino to leave in the summer and all of a sudden it's not too much of a wrench. It's not a massive true, hole. Where if Gakpo didn't come in and you lost Firmino, I guess you might so. feel as though with Diaz injury, you might be a little bit true, short. But when and everybody's you get a fantastic fit, player. which will happen at some point, everybody's going to fit. You're going to have Salah, Darwin, Jota, Diaz and Gakpo. So maybe it's short term. But Liverpool will need short term because yeah, they need yeah, top true, four. True. So true, if, true. if 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 Luis Diaz is obviously missing, I'm I'm saying with that sort of injury, maybe it's till yeah, the end of the season. Yeah, and Gakpo yeah. comes in, and I think you'll play on the left hand side. That's his best position, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's ready to play as a as a nine. Uh, he gets goals from that side. His trick is drop the shoulder, come inside, so to make sure he's not predictable. Um, but again, one for the future, one for the no, now. For if, sure. they get, if, they can, if they get Gakpo in, and he along with others gets Liverpool top four, 
then that is a very, very cheap 37 million. Yeah, true, it is. I still expect the midfielder as well now. Once again, Don, it's a terrible first half from Tottenham. Shock. Who still managed to get a point away at Brentford. Shock. Why do they always do it's that? It's the same movie. <laughs> we just keep watching every single week. Jules, the last four games, go back to Bournemouth. Yeah. 2-0 down. Liverpool, 2-0 down. Yeah. When they play Leeds and they won 4-3, they were behind three times yeah. in the game. Then, yesterday... 2-0 down at Brentford. It's shit. I, I, I can't explain it. But do you I think there's a problem with the warm-ups, with the preparation before I the mean, game? Like maybe, what? but I mean, that would be that would be like once, I don't know, every 10 yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. not every one. time. Not every single week. That's not crazy. the last four games you go 2-0 behind. They were I so mean, bad. That first so time. bad. It's like, all right, he's a, he's a, he's a defensive coach, yeah. Antonio Conte, but there's no plan when him and his staff and the players get together and the plan is, let's go 1-0 behind, let's go 2-0 behind, let's do that, because that's a good idea. It's the worst idea in football. I know. But I somehow they keep... They, do you know what? It'll bite them though, Jules. Yeah. It'll come to bite them, like Definitely. it did against Liverpool. Yeah. You go 2-0 behind against a good side, you can't come back and yeah. win games. Yeah. And if I they keep on doing this, they're going to risk top four. You yeah. can't go behind 2-0 every single week and say, well, well, we'll win and we'll be top four. Completely. It's, right, it's, yeah. it's absolutely right. impossible. Harry Kane scoring for his, his return to football. I had no doubt. Penalty, Did you? Either. No. And he always scores on Boxing Day anyway. Yeah. So like, but that header is a great header. And magnificent. I had no doubt, Jules. I got asked the question working on the game, how will his mentality be? And I went, yeah. not a problem. I agree with you. He will be He's on it. He'll want to score. He's a machine. He will score. Top pro. Great yeah. mentality. He'll be absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah. Antonio Conte is not fine though. He's not happy. No, he's not happy at all by how quickly the Premier League has restarted after the World Cup, after the, the World Cup final. Eight days, he said it's not enough. So I looked it up. On a normal World Cup, summer World Cup, yeah. the Premier League starts 38 days after the final. Yeah. Obviously, this one is very different. Only eight days. But everyone's in the same boat. Exactly. And not everybody, not every team will have players who played in the World Cup final. I yeah. mean, they have Romero and Lloris. So yeah. I guess Spurs were well represented in that final. But still, Lloris was on the bench. Romero is still away on, on holidays and deservedly so. I understand. I get his point. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sorry. There was just no other way. You know, everybody is playing like yeah. France are playing tomorrow, which they never usually do. Yeah. Every other country is going to start again. Unfortunately, it's a winter World Cup. You ha that's why you just have get to do back it. to work. I, I know. I, I've seen Kylian Mbappe after the World Cup final go back to PSG something like three days later. He wanted to get back to work. Yeah. Go back to work. Exactly. Some would want, some would maybe want a break and you can give them a few more days. Some maybe to go maybe the lads that were in the final, maybe, and especially yeah. the Argentinian boys that have won it, yeah, maybe yeah, they're celebrating enough. a little bit, you know, yeah, yeah, overboard. Yeah, yeah. Good luck to them. Yeah. But at some point, come back to work. I know. I know, man. I know. I, I'm Absolutely not sure crazy. why he was complaining so much about it. Staying with uh, Spurs and Brentford. Brentford, Thomas Frank signed a new deal at Brentford and he's now under contract until 2027. Well deserved, right? Deserved. Um, I think he's a clone, I think, of Jurgen Klopp on how... <laughs> I think he is on how he has the connection, Jules, between fans yeah. and players. I agree. When you watch Brentford, especially at home, it's a hard place to go and try and get a result. The team spirit there is good. They all work. They all graft. The manager looks like he's from good stock in terms of he's willing to work hard as mm. well. Good tactician. Um, I think well deserved. Yeah. yeah, and also if you if you're Brentford and someone comes from Thomas Frank, you're covered, and yeah. you'll be like a Graham Potter. Someone will have to pay you a fee. Yeah, because he's still on the contract. But he fits though, doesn't he? Yeah, I, think I don't. Fit. I don't even see him at another club. You know, no. like I can't like it. It just it, it's perfect there. Leave him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> completely.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jules, we've got more news on the Paul Pogba witchcraft oh, I know story. you love that story. I, I've not even sort of got into it. Like, <laughs> oh. I just, what is it? So, obviously, as you remember, or for the people, just a quick reminder, um, Paul Pogba was accused by his own brother, Matthias, uh, to have used like, uh, sort of dark magic, if you want, and witchcraft doctors and stuff like that in Paris to put spells on matches, on Killing Mbappe on his own teammate, opposition, PSG when United played there in the Champions League, for example, all that kind of stuff. Paul always said that this was not. I was going to say purely Pogba's gone nonsense. Yeah, nonsense. The brother said, "I've got all the proof. I've got all the audio. I've got everything." So it went to the police, investigations in Italy, in France, everything crazy. Much as Pogba was in jail for the last few weeks, he's just been released on bail. That's the news. That's the new news, if you want. Right. Um, so now he's out. Uh, he still can't be in touch with his brother, can't see his brother or anything like that. Not that they would want but to. But surely anyway. the quick fix is for the brother to say, here's the audio then. Yeah, but we're still waiting That's for That's what it. I'm saying. Exactly. So <laughs> I don't think we've heard the end of this. But yeah, I just thought I'd let people know that if you were wondering where Matthias Pogba was, He's out of jail for now. For, for now, at least. For now. Don, Julian Lopetegui won his first game in charge for Vorontan on Boxing Day away at Everton. One of your former clubs. Yeah. What a way to do it and what a bad result for Everton. As well. Shocker for Everton. Um, that's going to put um, lots of doom and gloom, I think, around Goodison for the yeah. next few weeks until they try and climb away. Uh, for Lopetegui, it's a great result. I watched the game yesterday and it was a spiky game, Jules. with mm. loads of yellow cards, loads of fouls. Um, but they look as though he's... I mean, it's one game and they won in the last minute of the game. Great goal from Aitnori. Nori. Um, so on your travels, yeah. first game, you get three points. That's a yeah. massive lift. It takes you off the bottom of the league, yeah. gets you a little bit closer to, to being at the bottom three. So his, his results go for building team spirit. Mm. When you're on the road and you get a last minute winner, I would imagine him and his staff and the players will be pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty excited yeah, over that and what's to come because he's an intelligent man, good yeah. coach. He's going to work hard. Um, yeah, let's see where they go, but they need some new signings in. Yeah. They've got one in and Cunha. Yeah, so listen, I understand the res- like if you have reservations over him and his goal I scoring, like him, me. I like him a lot, but he's never scored many, many goals. Well, no. certainly not. But, but for Wolves, when you can't score, it makes sense, yeah? And right now they need a goal scorer, right? Yes. Because Jimenez is clearly out of confidence yeah. and in a way out of shape. Uh, and and but I want to see him there because I think there's a there's a real good player in there yeah. and he will fight and he will run a lot and he will bring that kind of energy too and if he can get a bit more clinical than what we saw yeah a bit like what he was in Germany to a certain extent but he was never a, a lethal number no, nine he's anyway. not prolific is he no exactly but I think he's capable of scoring so let's see let's see how he does for them but you know, you win, you get new faces, you get new signing, the place is a bit like, yes. you know, buzzing. That's, sometimes that's what the dressing room exactly, needs. It needs man. a new face to come in. Exactly, exactly. So we'll have to see. Southampton, Southampton lose their first home game under Nathan Jones, their new manager, and to Brighton and Derby as well. 
De Gerbi's impressive. Oh. He's impressed me wherever he's been. I've seen some of his Italian sides and he's always left the majority of teams that he's been in charge with in a better place. Yeah. And he's, it took him a little bit of while. I thought the performances when he first took over were good. The wins weren't coming, but now you're starting to see his philosophy. A little bit like Graham Potter, actually. There's not, yeah. there's not too, too, too much, really too much him, different man. between the two. So not a lot of change for the players. But I think Nathan Jones has got it all on, you know. Yeah. He's got a young team it's to work tough. with. I think... Ralph Hasenhutl, in my opinion, was a very, very underrated manager. Yeah, and his Southampton team were flirting with relegation. And over the years, he steered them away from that. I think this is one of the years, Jules, where I think Southampton might be in trouble. I think Young so, team, you know. inexperienced. Like the first goal, Bazunu, yeah. you know, stuff that. I mean, I love Solly March and Lalana. What lovely players oh, to watch. Oh, I mean, Solly March's goal. I heard him on the radio saying yesterday, someone said, like, why don't you score more? He went, I need to shoot more. Because what a finish it was, <laughs> oh, wasn't it? Oh, man, lovely, lovely, lovely. He is some player. Yeah. Jules, Brazil are looking for a new manager. Yeah. Zidane? Oh, man, I mean, they they want someone who's free. Like, they don't want to pay off a club to get uh, the new head coach in. Uh, they want they don't want a foreigner. They want a big name, I think. Yeah. I mean, after, if you come after Chichi, you can't... You know, just be Julien Laurent. So I mean, even even you to be to yeah. a certain extent. So I I, I, get, I get that. Uh, and and if you're Zidane, surely you'd be tempted by. I mean, is who would not be tempted by Brazil? I mean, he's got some options, isn't he? I mean, is he waiting for France though? Do you think? I think is he, he waiting is. for that call first. But he knows that Deschamps is going to extend now at least to the Euros in Germany in 2024. Right. So that's another 18 months to yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then if you take the Brazil job, this is at least a four year, you know, it's, it's the next Copa America and then yeah. the, the World Cup in the US and in Mexico and Canada. Yeah. So four years, it's just like, you can't just take it and wait for France to, no. to be ready. So I don't know. I don't know if, if really they come in and, and say like, listen, this is what we're offering you. I mean, it's sexy, isn't it? It's Dan. Brazil manager. Oh my God, imagine. <laughs> oh no, I've would, sold it to you. Yeah, man. It, I mean, it, it, it would be made for it kind of thing. You know, like, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be crazy. It'd yeah. be crazy. Another impressive win done and performance from Fulham. And this time away at Crystal Palace. What a win. I mean, wow. Palace down to nine men. Yeah, true. A couple of crazy red cards yeah. in there. But he's done a great job, Marco Silva, hasn't he? For a manager that's went through a bit of trauma over the years, getting sacked at different places in the Premier League, didn't do a particularly good job no. in Everton, struggled no. really badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's found his feet, um, got good players to work with. He's done well in the transfer window. Another team that are playing with loads of confidence. Come on, they had 71% of the ball in the first half hour. Unbelievable. It was, it was... Tim Ream scored the goal of his life. I know. Like, he's never, I think his first goal for Fulham, but like the best one he's scored in his lifetime. I know. Incredible. Yeah, was, flying. Yeah, like, yeah, but again, we go back to the confidence thing. We were talking about Newcastle and other, you know, and other teams. When you are so high on confidence, yeah, you go to even an away game like Crystal Palace where you start easy to go, and Not you think, easy. Like, you know what? We're going to play our game and we're going to go and win that. Yeah, it's really flying. Uh, so Chelsea linked with Benoit Badjushil. Nice pronunciation. Yeah, yeah man. Cheers, I'm impressed. Man. Good yeah. player. Yeah, I mean, they started talking with Monaco for him. He's a centre-back, left-footed, still young, right. only 21 years old or 20 years old. Very raw. And he made his debut with France in September. So squad player then? He made mistakes. You could tell he was just maybe not ready yet for the big jump between yeah. Monaco and Ligue 1 to the top, top, top level, yeah. which I think Chelsea are, even if they're struggling right now. So mm. I can understand the signing. I'm a yeah. bit like... Mm, that's not where I would have spent my money right now if no. I was the Chelsea owner or all the sporting directors that decide. It seems there's more important areas to fix I think so, rather you know? than that when yeah. you've yeah, got the likes of Kukurea who can play there. True, true, exactly. And you already have Koulibaly and Thiago Silva and yeah. Shaloba and you know, all those centre-backs. But he's left-footed, which they only have Kukurela as. Yeah. And he's not really a centre-back either. 
And why not? And they, they like this youth coming and, you know, buying, it would cost around 35 million pounds, so it's a decent amount. That's that's meant to be the new philosophy now, Chelsea, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. Buying young players. Yeah, I'm just, this is Chelsea Football Club though. Yeah, even though mm. they've had about 50 loan players over the years yeah, in I there. Know. I know, let's see. But if from Monaco, it makes sense because his contract expires soon and they've always said to him, we'll open the door if a big, big club comes through and, and that's, yeah. their, that's their business yeah. model anyway. Yeah. But yeah, let's see, let's see about this one. N'Golo Conte, if we stick with Chelsea, darling, N'Golo Conte will be out until the end of February. We know that now. It's, it's a long time and Chelsea could really do with him now. Yeah, massive miss, isn't he? I long mean, time. what a player. I mean, over the years, I mean, you know, he's just so good, isn't he? That can play multiple positions. Yeah. Um, I was always surprised um, that he got shifted out that Holden midfield role. I thought he was the best in the world and, and, and probably was when he was fit. And he, I think different managers saw a different role in him, Frank was missing. He wanted him to play as a sort of an eight where he could do yeah. a lot more press and higher up the pitch. I get that. Um, but he's going to be a massive miss, isn't he? Because it's like having two players in the middle of the park. When you've got all that talent and all yeah. that, that you know, type of players in the number 10s position, wide players that can express themselves, you need someone like Kante. Definitely, yeah. Would you give him a new contract? Is that contract I would. in the summer? It depends on what, what what the injury is and how many yeah. he's had because he's had quite a few little yeah, niggles hasn't yeah, he over yeah, the years so two years, is yeah. he getting to the age now where he's picking up those type of injuries uh, Graham Potter might want a different style he might want you know he might want to uh, bring the average age down a little yeah, bit but yeah. I mean his, his signings go if you did allow him to leave you'd have to spend an awful lot of money to try and replace him I agree because I he's agree. that good yeah yeah I agree Portugal looking for a new head coach yeah and the boys talked about that in uh, in the show before Christmas, Gab and, and Robo, about Jose Mourinho, who's still the name mentioned now to replace Fernando Santos. We were a bit surprised at the time. In a way, I'm still surprised that they're so focused on him and just his him, considering how many great managers they, they, they are in Portugal. But maybe that's why he wants now. Can I chuck a curveball in? Go on. Ronaldo. Imagine Player that. coach, oh player God. manager. Oh, it's all about me. Oh my god! <laughs> like first name on the team sheet, Cristiano Ronaldo, number seven. Free kicks. That would be funny. Ronaldo. Corners, <laughs> Ronaldo. <laughs> Come on, make I it happen. Want, I would want to see Jose as a as a Portugal head coach. I think he would be a great head coach, like national team head coach. Yeah. You know, I yeah, think I like do. he's doing he's doing a decent job at Roma. Let's, I think decent is the right word here. Yes. And you know, as you commentate a lot on Serie A. Yeah. And and I don't know if he would want to give to give up the like. Club environment, managing. Uh, the day-to-day. -day. Yeah, to the national That's team, which is thrives, a very doesn't yeah. it? I don't know, but there, there must be something in those rumours if, if, you know, if the names keep coming back and coming back. Well, why, why not, really? I mean, yeah. he's, a, he's a top coach out. Yeah, definitely, man. It'd be very interesting, I think. And going back to Arsenal briefly, Don, uh, Mikhailo Mudrik appears to be top of the list. Of course, the Shakhtar Donetsk winger. Player. Where would we fit? Where would he fit? Would you think it would be a good signing? And where do you think he fit? We believe that they made a first offer yesterday for him, 40 plus 20. Yeah. Uh, the only position I see him playing in is the one that he plays for Shakhtar and Ukraine, which is off the left-hand side. Because this guy, I'm not saying he's anywhere near Mbappe yeah. in terms of the talent. But as pace goes, he is up there. He's one of the yeah. quickest flying machines I've ever seen. I agree, uh, I agree. I've been fortunate to commentate on quite a few Ukraine games uh, over the last 18 months. Uh, quite a few in the Champions League when he's starting. He likes to face goal because he's not ready to be a number nine yet. So I know that's the contradiction because Arsenal, if they want to sign anyone, want to sign a number nine because of Jesus' injury. Yeah, yeah. But Enketia could do that. Yeah, or Martinelli or, even. You can move Martinelli. Exactly. So unless he comes in and plays off the left-hand side and forces Mar Martinelli in one. But in terms of flying machines, Arsenal, would Arsenal fans would love him. 
Yeah. He's so direct. He's yeah. so quick. He's got loads of skill. He's yeah. A little bit raw. Like every, yeah, every time he tries to take on. someone on, yeah. it won't come off every single time. No, that's right. But he's one of them where literally you could go back 30 years and say to him, kick it and run after it. He's the fastest yeah. thing on two legs. But that's the he's thing. one of them. He's going to fail. Seems like we saw with West Ham yesterday where it's 11 men behind the ball. There's yeah. not that space to run into for him. So yeah. This way, for me, this way he will have to adapt and adjust, and Arteta will have to work on him. When 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 Ukraine played Scotland at Hamden, um, I'm pretty sure Scotland defended really, really deep. Yeah, and he was starring. He didn't play well in the yeah, game. I agree. Like, I if, if a scout was watching him against Scotland in that game, it's because yeah. they were defensively deep. Yeah, that low block, and he had no room to run in behind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So teams might figure him out yeah, personally yeah. on how to try and stop him. But if you're if you're if you're Arsenal and you're Mikel Arteta and you want someone in that you can polish that diamond. God, definitely. Sorry, you can polish it and make it into a yeah, diamond yeah. because all the tools are there. Yeah. Completely. All the attributes are there. And what you can't add to anyone's game is pace. Yeah. He's got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah Wonderful you're right, player. You're right. I, I, I would like that to happen. To yeah. Me. Especially in the Premier League, it'll be interesting to yeah, see how he gets on. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great. Uh, so Al Nasser, Al Nasser, pushing for Ronaldo. What? I don't. You don't like this, do I you? I don't like this. You don't like it? What? You don't like that he would be ready to accept that? I just, I just find it a great shame. I just find it a great shame that we're talking about one of the best players of all time. Yeah. Good luck to him, by the way. If he yeah, wants yeah, to go yeah. and make 200 million a year, good luck to him. He's earned it. His family have earned it. And good luck to him. I just, I feel it a shame. I want to I see him still carry on in Europe. I know. The baggage is there. Who actually wants him? Can he not just play for the money anymore and say, well, I'll look, I'll play for someone for 100 grand a week or 50 grand a week. Yeah, He's got yeah. hundreds of millions in the yeah, bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, I think the fairy tale story for him, because he's had a little bit of trauma in his life. Um, his family have went through a little bit of trauma yeah, in the yeah, last, of course, last, year, yeah. last year. You've earned all the money. You've played for some of the biggest teams. Go and play in the MLS. Go and yeah. play... Go and live in Los Angeles. Go and live in Miami. Wherever you want to go and enjoy yeah. your life. Even sporting, even going back to sporting or something. I don't know. Like it that just feels. Portugal, you know. It just feels like you're going for money. He doesn't. Because he is, isn't he? Yeah. There's no other reason around it. Definitely. I mean, don't give me the like, oh, sporting project. No. I want to win the Asian Champions no. League or the like. Come on. I don't know. Do you? Am I? Am I? Uh, no, no. Am I'm I with in a minority? I find or? it really sad. I find it really, really sad. I find it sad that no, no one, no one wants him, and now we're hearing that. He killed it's himself actually, with the interview, didn't he? And, the, and yeah. that, that's killed him because any any managers, you know, who fancied, well, I'll take Ronaldo on twenty goals a season. Yeah. I'll make it work. I'll take the baggage. Now yeah. you're looking, thinking, I'm not taking that headache. Know, man. And you saw the World Cup. He got dropped. He got a bit sulky as well. Yeah. Didn't happen for him. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now, if you're a club that, you know, I mean, even Frankfurt, they, they offered him to Frankfurt, and even Frankfurt like. Nah, we're happy with Colomani. <laughs> it's sad, isn't it? I mean, I, just, I, I don't know. I mean, at least he was happy with his Christmas present. I don't know if you saw that, but his girlfriend or his wife, maybe she's wife or his girlfriend, yeah. Georgina, got him uh, the brand new Rolls Royce. Oh, okay. I mean, he already has 17 cars, so that's yeah. the 18th one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you already did that. <laughs> what, what, what keys, what cars should drive? <laughs> just yeah, play, must... play for the love of the game, man. I know, I Don't know, need the money. I know, I know, I know. Well, I mean, talking about... You, Cristiano and his former club Manchester United have extended the deals of Marcus Rashford, Diogo Dalot, Fred and Luke Shaw with an extra year on the contract. They basically triggered the, the extra yeah. contract. It makes sense to you, Don. Whether they, they really want to keep him or not, at least you protect them and yeah. you can think about, you know, a better deal for Dalot, a better deal for Rashford. Yeah, 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 for at sure. At least they're not out of contract, you know, in the following summer or something. For sure, like don't lose them on a free. Yeah, um, De Gea's the interesting one. I'll have not renewed his. I think he's got a season to go on his contract, so that's yeah. the interesting one. That's a could be a talking point one to keep an eye on. But in terms of renewing 
the contracts of those players, mm. I think, makes, makes absolute sense. sense. Yeah. Makes Completely. sense to me. Uh, and the legend, oh. Ranieri, back in the game at Cagliari. Yeah. 70, 71 years now. Wow. Uh, obviously, since he was sacked by Watford, remember he had those four months. Well, then, who hasn't been sacked by I Watford? Know, true, true. He'd like he'd, he'd not been working in Akagliari who are in Serie B, uh, yeah. trying to go back up. Where he managed 35 years ago, something like 31 years ago, he got them promoted at the time from Serie C to Serie A, 88 and in, up to 1990, 1991. Yeah. So. We say it's never good to go back to your ex, obviously. But maybe after 30 years, you can go back to your ex. Can you forgive your ex after 30 years? <laughs> we'll see. I mean, if he brings them back up to the to say, yeah, it'll do, be do you know what? It's I like, love him so But it's, it's like the Ronaldo conversation. He's not doing it for the money. Is no, he, exactly. He's not doing it. For, he's doing it because he loves the game. Exactly. Yeah. And he wants to help. Yeah, at seventy-one. That's I a think great, that's brilliant. It's a brilliant story. Signed a two and a half year deal. So good luck to Claudio. We he yeah. knows we love him. So yeah. it's good. Um, Don, it's the first time that you're on the show since the World Cup final uh, and the World Cup in general. So yeah. I just wanted to ask you where you stand on Emi Martinez antics in that final. Right. So what what are we talking here? Are we talking antics in the final, as in throwing the ball away? Yeah. The, shoot, Fine. the penalty shooter. Fine. Do what you want. You don't, you don't, don't mind, mind him doing that? Don't mind it. All the trash talking. No, because you as a Frenchman would be happy if Larice <laughs> was chucking the ball away and you were causing mayhem. But it's not very classy though. I don't care. Okay, fair when, enough. That's what, fair enough. What's not classy is the aftermath stuff. Yeah. Having pictures of Kylian Mbappe on yeah, a little 10 World Cup the, on the bus. The trophy, the best, guys the best just scored four goals against you. Yeah. You can't mock Kylian Mbappe. Yeah. That's the stuff that's infuriating me and yeah, I okay. can't stand. Yeah. The stuff on the pitch and, you know, all right, there's a limit in where you, what you can do and what you can't do. But if you're getting the job done, mate, and you're winning the World Cup, do what you like. Yeah. Aftermath. Yeah, okay. Leave okay. Mbappe alone. Because there's every chance the next time you play him, he's going to score another four against you. <laughs> he's going to make you look silly. Yeah, that a bit. I, I think all of that was complete nonsense over yeah. the top. Afterwards. I see what you mean. I can understand the debate, though. I can understand people minded what he did in the penalty shootout. Others didn't. Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. Fine. And Blaise Matuidi, uh, what a legend, what a career, he's retiring. I know, I know. I mean, we knew it was coming, to be fair, Don, because uh, since his contract expired, uh, they finished his contract into Miami, we kind of knew that his age, it was probably the end, although maybe they could have gone back to Liga, for example, that would have yeah, been lovely. Yeah. But, but yeah, he was coming, what a great... Underrated, eh? Oh, completely. I mean, we talked about Kante before, it was not as... Yeah. Good as Conte in terms of recovering the ball, but just the energy, the running, how unselfish he was playing yeah. for the team. 2018 World Cup, of course, was yeah. his peak and highlight in that kind of hybrid role of playing midfield. Such a lovely guy as well. And obviously one of the best stories that of Bless Matridi that I, I know him quite well now. But one year, he, it, was, it was his wife's birthday, uh, clearly, and he had forgotten, but he wanted to put a little message out on, on social so media. So the story's good. The story's good. That he's forgot the birthday. That's a good story. Yeah, as, it's, yeah, as, it as, as you know, obviously, yeah. with our missus. But then he went on to Google and Google blessed Matridi's wife, right, for a photo of her. <laughs> right. But then posted it. So we could see that he looked up his wife on no. Google. I know, man, I know. We got to love Blaise, you know. It's love just, that. It's just, a love, it's just such a lovely guy. And, and good luck for his new life now. Exactly, you yeah, know, you exactly. Know, when you retire, good luck to him. Different new Stay life, in so. the game, stay in yeah. it. Too much to offer. The great George Cohen, who won the World Cup, obviously, with England in 1966, passed away earlier this week, Don, and a fitted tribute was paid to him all around, yeah. the, all around the country. So sad, mate, isn't it? I We're know. getting to that age. You're not, because you can play the youth <laughs> card, but I'm getting to that age now where I'm seeing the older guys all get to an age. And it's, it's tragic, isn't it? Yeah. It's sad, sad for his family, but the football world 
come together as they normally do, Jules. Fit and tribute. Uh, and I think we wish him all the very best, and him and his family from yes, ESPN, didn't we? Yeah, one club, one club man at yeah. Fulham, you know, where he grew up and played the academy, the yeah. first team, all of that. Great right back as well. Meant to be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I never obviously saw Same. him, but from what you could read and everything. Yeah, yeah we wish, uh, we wish well his legend. family well, didn't we? Yeah, completely. completely. Uh, and another one, Pele seems to be struggling, Jules. Yeah. Um, still, it's quite worrying, isn't it? Because we're, we're getting the news in and it's like... Yeah, exactly. Still in the hospital, Don. Uh, I think we should send him, we said it before with Gab on the show, send him a lot of love. Definitely. And a lot of prayers to, to a Ray because it's a difficult time. He's obviously old and, and getting weaker and weaker from what yeah. we hear and the report from Bruce coming out from Brazil so let's just have for all, all the, the for all the younger fans when they talk about Messi being the greatest of all time and people like Maradona who yeah. I'm hanging on to yes, Pele will still be in the conversation wow. in of another course. 100 years time incredible man three incredible. times World Cup winner yeah so let's hope he stays with us a bit longer you know a bit longer so Pele you've got all our love yeah. everything done thank you so much man brilliant mate pleasure. you look amazing in that top I'm oh, telling you man. I'm already again in the next show you know <laughs> beautiful and thank you for listening thank you for watching of course we'll be back on Thursday for the next edition of the Gab and Jules show. Until then, as Gab always say, love your neighbor, love the game, love yourself or something. Real quick, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window seat over middle? Taco Tuesday over salad? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash gabjewels, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash gabjewels now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash gabjewels.